good morning, and thanks for joining us. Uh, we're talking about a subject today that, that almost every Christian struggles with at some point in their life. Um, the question is, and, and uh, I've struggled with it myself, how do I know God's will for my life? Uh, we all seem to ask that. Have you ever asked that question? Yeah, yeah, most of us have. And it, and it tends to be a question that comes up over and over throughout our lifetimes. And, and you know, we ask God all kinds of questions in regards to his will for us. You know, who should I marry? Or uh, what job should I, I take? Or uh, where should I live? Or when should I retire? And, and throughout our lives, there's different questions that come up. And they're good questions to ask. So, so I have a special treat for you today. I actually have the place for you to go to answer all your questions. Okay, it's, it's from the, the Magic 8-Ball. Do you remember this thing? Okay, this, this has actually been around for 75 years now. This is a, a, a commemorative 75th anniversary box. So it's the, uh, what the original box looked like. So um, I'm, I'm going to ask some questions that, that really everybody needs to know. Everybody's asking these questions, and, and then we'll see what the, the Magic 8-Ball says. So first big question, is Bigfoot real? I know you've been wondering, okay, so, so let's ask the Magic 8-Ball. It says it, it is decidedly so. So there you go, Bigfoot's real to answer your question. Um, another big question I know you're asking, uh, is Iowa State going to win the Big 12 football championship this year? Come on, Magic 8-Ball. And the answer is don't count on it. I, I, don't, I think it was wrong on that one. Maybe I should shake it again. That, so that, that's what Magic 8-Ball says. One more question. Is it too early to play Christmas music? Okay, I know my answer. It says signs point to yes. So there you go. You shouldn't be playing Christmas music yet. So, so we'll, we'll set the... The magic eight ball down. So let me say this seriously, though. God, God is not a magic eight ball. Okay, this was just for fun. It's not real. It's a toy. But God, however, is truly concerned about our lives, and and He does have the answers for us. Okay, we don't just shake Him and He spits out an answer like a a magic eight ball. But He has answers, and and that's that's just not how God works. Um, and sometimes we'd like it to be that way. God. What about this? Send me an email or text or something. Um, but God is where we should turn for answers. So this morning we're going to talk about some different aspects of God's will. And I think a lot of people have questions uh, about different aspects of God's will. And, and so let's look at some of those questions about God's will. First of all, what can we know for sure about God's will? Is there anything that we, you know, we can just take to the bank? We know. We asked this question, and, and the answer is yes. It, it turns out that there are a lot of things in God's Word that, that we really don't have to ask about. Okay, we can, we can just see the Scripture says it, and, and we should know it and do it. Okay, so th this is referred to as, as God's universal will or His general will. It, it's true for everyone. Okay, so let me share a few examples. Uh, for example, God wants everyone to be saved. Okay, no question about it. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Okay, God wants everyone to come to him. 
That, that's his will. We know that for sure. We don't even need to ask that question. And then there's a lot of other different teachings in God's word that we know are God's will as well, because it's just it's plain and clear. God said it. It's true. And so we know it is God's will for us to be holy and pure. Uh, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 and 4. It says, God's will is for you to be holy, to, to stay away from, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Okay, so one aspect of being holy is staying pure sexually. God says, this is what I want you to do. If you're not living a sexually pure life, then you know that you're not fully doing God's will or living God's will. God desires for us to be holy. Okay, and there's repentance for sin. God's forgiveness is amazing, but God wants us to live lives that are set apart from the world. Another one straight from the Bible. It's kind of a little list that, that teaches us the, the following thing. Uh, don't pay back wrong for wrong. Rejoice. Pray. Give thanks. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5, 15 through 18 says, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Okay, those are things that we know from God's word. No debate. Don't repay wrong for wrong. Okay, it, it isn't God's will to get even. We know that. His will is to do good to others. His will is for us to, to rejoice always. Okay, that is always a good thing to do, to rejoice in the Lord. His will is for us to pray continually. Okay, which is a, a way of saying, hey, pray a lot. Okay, you don't have to wonder if it's God's will for you to, to pray throughout your day. It is. He wants to talk to you. And it's God's will to give thanks in all circumstances. But we can learn to be thankful to God even, even when tough stuff is going on in our lives. Even in hard times. That's what God wants us to do. And, and so those are all things that are, that are par, part of God's will. One more specific one that I wanted to bring up from God's word. Uh, it's God's will to submit to human authorities. And this is a hard one sometimes. Listen to, to 1 Peter 2, verse 13. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Okay, it says to, to submit to authority unless you don't agree with them, right? Is that what it says? No, not, not at all. And, and the leaders were most likely not Christians that he's talking about here, but it still says to submit to them. And I think this is a good one right now because very soon about half the country is going to be mad because their candidate lost the election. But did you know that the way you handle it, if your candidate loses, says a lot about your willingness to follow God's will? It says to submit to every human authority, good or bad. Okay, that's God's will. But the good side of this is it says that by doing good, you actually silence ignorant, foolish people. So there you go. So let your goodness speak louder than your words. So all of these things that are part of God's general will or, or universal will, these things apply to all Christians. Without a doubt, these are true for you. And, and there's a bunch of other things as well. Uh, these are just a few that I picked out. Um, no question about it. God said it. It's his will. But that still leaves us with the question of, of more specific things in our lives. 
Okay, can we know more specifically what God's will is for our, our lives? And, and the answer is yes, we can know specific, God's specific will for our lives. But I'd say it's usually, sometimes it is, usually not as clear cut as God's general will. Okay, and so the first question I think we need to ask ourselves is this. What is God's will for me today? Okay, not worrying about tomorrow, but today. What does God want me to do right now? And, and sometimes I think it's so easy to get caught up in the thought of what does want God want me to do with the rest of my life uh, that we forget about what God wants to do through me right now. Okay, today is pretty important, right? Today's a big day. We don't want to miss out on what God has in store for us today. And we, when we get up in the morning, it's a great idea to pray some kind of prayer like this. God, I pray that I will have eyes to, to see the things that you want me to see today. And Lord, use me however you want to use me today. Lord, help me to do your will for me today. And I think that puts us in the right mindset for the day. Our, our staff has a quick prayer time e each morning during the week. And, and I often pray, Lord, help us to say yes to the right things today. And it's another way of saying, Lord, help us to do your will today. And if we aren't looking at how God can use us right now, and if we're only looking to the future, uh, we just end up worrying about things that, that we don't really need to worry about. Okay, God's got it taken care of. Matthew 6, 25 through 27 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more, more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Okay, God's will isn't something to worry about. It's not going to add any time to, to your life by worrying about it. In fact, it, it may end up taking time away. And I'm not saying that God doesn't want us to plan or think about the future. Okay, that's not what this is about. But if worrying about God's will for my life gets in the way of what God is wanting to do through you right now, then that can become a problem. Okay, there are so many opportunities for you to be serving God right now. Don't be so worried about the future that you miss out on what God has put right in front of you. Okay? So that's first. And then we need to understand this. God's will isn't a secret. God doesn't send us on this wild goose chase to these kind of trying to help us or make us find his will. Okay, he's not up there saying, what, what can I do to really confuse Dan today? Okay, I want to make it as hard as possible for Dan to know what I want to or how I want to use him. And I, I want to play with his mind a little bit today. Okay, God's not like that. That's, that's not what he's trying to do. In fact, Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. You see, God wants to guide us along the way. He, he wants to teach us and instruct us and counsel us and nurture us and help us. So God's will isn't this great big secret to uncover like you're trying to get out of an escape room. Okay, have you guys ever done one of those? Um, I've done it a couple times. It can get pretty intense. You've got to find clues and then move on to the next clue and, and do all these things in a, about an hour uh, and then be able to get out of the room before the time expires. And, and, and so uh, one time I got it right with my team. One time we, we didn't get out of there. Um, but it's intense. Um, God isn't trying to, to make you get out of this escape room and, and uh, put this pressure on you about his will. That's just not how God works. 
However, with that being said, God's will usually becomes clear over time, not overnight. Okay, we live in a world where we want everything right now. Okay, if, if we want an answer about something, we, we just Google it or ask Siri and, or Alexa or, or somebody. And, and I, I usually have to yell at my Siri pretty loud right now. My, my Siri's getting a little old and on my current phone, but she usually gets there. Uh, I think she needs hearing aids, but that's okay. And sometimes I get mad at Siri, but I'm trying to be patient. But it usually takes, and so we want those answers right now. It usually takes time for God's will to become fully clear to us. David wrote in Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. Okay, remember, God isn't on the same time schedule that we are. He hears you. You can trust that, but be patient, be patient, be patient. This may be one of the hardest traits to be good at in the Christian's life, isn't it? Man, it's hard. But God's will usually becomes clear over time, not overnight. And then what, you know, what if I don't like God's will? Okay, what if I figure out what I think God wants me to do with my life, and, and, and I'm just like, I'm not happy about that. I don't want to do that. You know, should we just go stomping and kicking and say, okay, God wants me to be a missionary to Africa, and so I guess I'll do it. Okay, guys, listen. God, God's goal is not to make us unhappy or miserable. And I think if it's his will for you to go to Africa, he's going to put that desire in your heart as you draw near to him. Okay, Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't sound like a God that wants you to be miserable, does it? Now, oftentimes, we start, when we start truly following the Lord, the desires of our hearts start changing. Okay, the things that seemed so important before don't seem quite as important now. Our, our desires start to become more aligned with God's desires, and, and, and I've seen that happen to many, many people over the years, including myself. But God's not out to, to make you miserable. But here's the thing. Sometimes when we're praying about God's will, a specific answer just never seems to come. And I wish I could say you're always going to know exactly what God wants for you, but, but I can't promise you that. So what if I never get a specific answer from God about something I'm praying about? You know, what if you prayed about it over time and, and you feel like you're, you're where you need to be with God, you're close to God, but you just aren't sensing any answers? I would say that in that case, there's some freedom there. God can use you in, in either direction. My example I always use is when I was working with college students and, and they would often ask about God's will for their lives and trying to figure out what direction they should go. And sometimes they're trying to decide to, you know, what area, maybe what major to go into. And so let, let's say that, that they were trying to decide, okay, should I be a teacher or a doctor? And so first of all, you, you look for open and closed doors. If you think you want to be a doctor and you take the, the MCAT test and, and you don't do very well, then that's a closed door, right? But you pray about it. You talk to wise people about it. You get counsel about it. And if both doors are remaining open and you aren't sensing a leading one way or the other from God, I think God's saying, you choose. You know, what seems better to you? What do you want to do? And, and I would say to them, do, do we need Christian doctors? And the answer is yes. Do we need Christian teachers? And the answer is yes. And so I'd say, so go with the money and be a doctor. No, I didn't really say that. 
Uh, I would say pick one of those and be the best Christian teacher or the best Christian doctor that you can be. So serve Christ with all your heart as a, a Christian teacher or doctor. And so keep that in mind when you're praying about God's will for an area of your life. Sometimes God gives us freedom to choose. But keep this in mind also. The closer you are to God, the easier it becomes, it, the easier it is to discern God's specific will for your life. Okay, the closer you are to God, the easier it is to discern God's specific will for your life. You know, we can talk about a lot of different things about God's will, but there is just no substitute for knowing God's will than drawing near to Him and being close to God. Th there's an interesting passage in 1 Corinthians that, that I want to touch on. It's 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11 and 12. It says, For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. So what's this talking about? Okay, first of all, it says, only we truly know what's going on in our own minds, okay? Uh, and I'm glad you guys don't know what's going on in my mind all the time because there's some pretty crazy stuff going on in there. Uh, it's true. But e in an even bigger way, we, c we can't on our no own know the thoughts of God. Okay? However, okay, we have been given the Spirit of God, and so through the Holy Spirit living in us, we can begin to understand the thoughts of God. Okay, isn't that amazing to think about? The Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God, the feelings of God, and the, the compassion of God, and is able to share that with us as we grow in our faith. If we move down to verse 16, we have our, our core verse for the week, and it says, Who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, so who can understand the mind of God? It's uh, asking the question, saying, well, nobody, really. On their own. That's impossible. But we can begin to understand God as the Spirit teaches us. So that, I think about that. That's, that's a pretty cool thing, to have the mind of Christ. Have you ever thought about that? That's good stuff. We have this amazing gift that God has given us, and when we begin to have a better understanding of the mind of Christ through the Spirit, it's much, much easier to know and understand His will for our lives. Now, there's something I feel like I, I need to point out. This isn't a fun one. But I think that sometimes it isn't a knowing issue. It's a doing issue. I think more often than we're willing to admit, we know what God wants us to do. We just really don't want to do it. Author and pastor Henry Blackaby said, Our difficulty is not that, that we don't know God's will. Our discomfort comes from the fact that we do know His will, but we do not want to do it. Okay, so the fact is that we, we all have very strong wills. And those strong wills, they can keep us from truly following God's will. We may know that the sacrifice that's going to take, and, and we don't want to make it. Or, or we may have some laziness involved, some spiritual laziness, or even physical laziness. There may be some stubbornness. There may be sin that's holding us back. But, but don't keep asking God to show you his will if he's, if he's already made it clear to you. Okay, don't be like Jonah and get on a boat to Tarshish when God wants you to go to Nineveh. Okay, you don't want to end up in the belly of a whale, do you? Sometimes it is an annoying issue, it's a doing issue. We just need to be willing to say, yes, God, I'll, I'll do it. 
And so I've brought up several questions, but there's one overriding question that, that we all have to make a decision on for ourselves. So the big question is, who will guide my life? Okay, amidst all the other things that are tugging on me, is, is Jesus going to be my number one guide? Am I truly committed to following him? Listen to what Jesus said to this uh, group of people in Mark 8, 34. It says, then he called the crowd to him along with the disciples and said, whoever wants to be my dis disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. You know, at that time, a lot of people were, they were kind of curious about Jesus and, and maybe excited about him. They'd seen some of the things he'd done and, and they just knew there was something special about him and amazing about him, but they weren't ready to, to fully follow him. And he's saying, you know what, if you really, you really want to follow me, you have to be fully committed to following me, all in, willing to make whatever sacrifice is needed. And we need to ask ourselves that same question. Am I willing to make whatever sacrifice I need to make in order to follow Jesus Christ and, and, and let him be my ultimate guide? And if the answer is yes, I think that most things will become pretty clear to us. When we push aside selfish desires, when, when we stop worrying about what others think, when, when we stop letting the world drag us away, when we fully commit to letting Jesus be our guide, he's going to take us on some, some really cool trips, some, take us to some cool places, places out of our comfort zones, hard places, but, but amazing places, places that will fill us with life. And I think it's in the midst of fully following Jesus, God's will becomes clear to us. I want to tell you just a little bit about my story to close. And, and uh, many of you have heard these, some of this story over the years. And, but when I was in, went to college, I, I thought that I was uh, going to go into a, a career that I would make a lot of money. Uh, that, that's what, what I was concerned about. I was a business major and and uh, even growing up, I was always finding ways to make money and save money. And, and, and so that's the, the direction I thought I would go. And uh, when I was in college, I got involved in a campus ministry and, and uh, really uh, had an impact on my life. A and I started to realize that the things that I were thought were really important were really not that important in the big picture. And, and, and so through that campus ministry and, and just through... Um, kind of a tug-of-war process over the next couple of years, uh, I just began to feel like God was tugging on my heart to go into the ministry. And it didn't make sense. I was a business management major at a, a university. But I, I, I went back and forth, and, and, and finally, after my junior year, I, I made the decision that, yes, I feel like this is what God wants for my life and I didn't know how that was going to all work out or what the future would hold but I felt like this is it and so I, I finished up my business major and, and ended up being able to go into campus ministry and uh, had no idea that, that 28 years later I'd be uh, preaching at a, a church in southwest Missouri and where God would have me um, but I'm so thankful that I made that decision And so I close by asking this question. Are you ready? Are you ready to fully let Jesus be your guide as you seek his will for your life? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, I thank you that you were patient with me. And 
uh, thank you for the the journey that you've taken me on in in the in the past several decades lord i know there's uh a lot of times these questions of what does god want to do with my life and 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 where does god want me to go and so i i pray um for those who are uh, in that place right now that you'll just give them wisdom and uh patience at times and, and i just pray that they will draw near to you and that they will look to you for guidance and answers and not to the world we thank you for jesus we thank you for the example he was we thank you for your spirit that is within us we love you lord it's in your name we pray amen okay so remember first of all each day this week Okay, ask God to, to show you how, how he wants to use you that day. And, and then big picture, as you draw nearer to God, let the Spirit guide you and teach you and direct your life. And I believe his will will become clear to you. And, and if you're ready to become a follower of Christ for the very first time, don't wait. Now's the time. So have a great week and God bless.